1: this week on the big show we're in the dog days of april two weeks before avenger Endgame*, game not a lot of stuff happening so today we're going to have a movie cypher if you don't know what that means stick around we'll also have entertainment news and reviews including little all on the latest episode of the big show keeping it real with film gordon let's go Love. Welcome to the latest episode of Keeping It Real with Film Gordon. I am Tim Gordon. Uh, Coming up a little later on, we will talk with Charles Kirkland, who's always by my side, the Ed McMahon to my Johnny Carson. I didn't say that. That's what somebody else said. All right? I'm just repeating what they said. It's not me. Also coming up a little later on in the show, as Charles has his face twisted up, not loving that comparison, uh, we will review Little... The uh, brand-new film that stars Regina Hall, Issa Rae, and turn your microphone on. How do you pronounce her name? Marseille Martin. Thank you, because I wasn't going to say it and butcher it. So that'll come up a little later on. And we're going to talk about a potpourri. See what I did there? A potpourri of entertainment topics today. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not being funny. Um, we. It's just. It's just. This is like a, a really interesting week <laughs> of non activity. So, the, and the show reflects that.
0: Will reflect
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> it it does and will reflect that. You're absolutely were correct. So Wilson Morales, who normally joins us, man, Wilson is like, I tapped out, man. There ain't a lot happening ain't this nothing week. Nothing So. But yeah, so we'll have that and more. So before we get into that, I just wanted to uh, start the show today by talking about uh, one of my favorite subjects that's not movies, that is absolutely medium, is television. You know, we're really in the golden age of TV right now, and uh, I just finished binge watching, and I know I'm late, so I know if you're listening at home, you you may have watched this, and I'm just getting around to it. I binge watched American Soul this week. B.E.T. You uh-huh. know the story okay. about Soul Train, yeah. dr Cornelius. I thought it was actually really well done. Um and, and I say that, and, and let me preference this by saying, uh-huh. as a guy that worked for B.E.T., uh-huh. anytime I see B.E.T. productions that are really well done, I'm always like, Wow, that's really well done. <laughs> that's, that's not supposed to be supposed to be congratulating them and saying No nah, You're not used to it. That was really well done. <laughs> Man, they did an they did an amazing job with that. I, I remember the first time it happened. I saw the new edition movie. The, yeah, I said, I "My say. God, that's amazing for BET. <laughs> that's I'm, amazing. That, but that was amazing because it was amazing all the way around." Miss Lee, I'm talking about Deborah Lee. Yeah. Miss Lee, that's amazing for y'all. That is really good. It's, American it's Soul. Such really a hater. Good. It's, it's such really a hater. Good. No, no, I cash BET checks. I, I have the right. <laughs> To have an opinion on this, so um, American Soul—the story, as I said, of Don Cornelius and uh, the rise of him creating Soul Train. Never knew, did you? Did you? Did either of you guys get a chance to watch American? Soul? I did. I did. Never knew that him and Dick Clark had beef like that. <laughs> that Dick Clark literally <laughs> tried to come in, and because first he offered him a deal. He was right. like, you know, I can, I'm gonna give you five million dollars, and then you know, twenty five percent of the profits in perpetuity. And Don was like, "No, nah, I'm good." So Dick was like, "Word, all right, oh, you are you, you gonna do me like that?" Yeah. So so Dick went in and created a show called what was it, uh, um, uh, I what it was. Soul Soul something Soul like instead of Soul Train's like Soul International or something that he, uh, that that flopped. looked that looked a lot like Soul Train. So of course these two go back and forth, and then also I love the subplots that they introduced, where you had a couple of the dancers who became singers, mm. you had. Um, Another subplot with uh, within these these stories of uh, one of these guys who Don leans on, who's kind of like his muscle, but is silent, silent behind the scenes part, and also the marriage uh, or how his marriage fell apart in season one. So it it kind of felt it
0: kind of felt like a little bit of a a gangster story in 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 some aspects, and I think that's probably why you like that movie. So let me make
1: sure I understand this right. You don't think the record business is a gangster oh, yeah. business? Oh, it definitely is. Come it on, definitely man. is. Now, now, again, I would never tell tales on air, but I worked at both WHUR here locally and Magic 102.3, and I worked with a lot of dudes. Matter of fact, our program director can tell you some gangster stories. But, uh, the music business, <laughs> like like when you saw the 5 heartbeats yeah. and you saw big red oh, yeah. hanging dude out the window, that that's stuff like kinda, That's kind of that's kind of like based on real <laughs> stuff. That's like, you know, I I never forget and, and and I'm not going to say any names i never forget years ago uh, a, a host I worked with told me a story of how he and other program directors were invited to Hawaii for some label which mm. I will not name mm. uh, had all these guys come to Hawaii for a weekend and he said when they got t- t- to Hawaii and they checked in their rooms in every room there was a bag of cocaine and there was a naked woman and they said man after that weekend was over That music was blaring across the country (laughs) From coast to coast (laughs) So So when you see stories Like when I watch Soul Train or like American Soul Oh it's it's absolutely believable Like matter of fact they did have a scene in there Because I know Shane is kind of young So he might not know this they had a they had an episode where Ike and Tina Turner won Soul Train. Do you remember that one? No, I don't remember that. Where Ike was was showing signs of being abusive and and all of the stuff that was going on. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So hey, bro, the music business. <laughs> when, when you talk about film, film might be hardcore. The music business is gangster because in a lot in a lot of instances in music, you had people and even in t- into today, you had people who were about that life and if you out there listening, you know what about that life means, who are about that life, who got some money, that they need to take that dirty money and take it and make it clean money so we clean it through the game. Uh, There's a documentary coming out. Don't be telling stuff now. I'm just, hey, bro, watch this. I'm not saying anything that nobody knows. (laughs) There's a a documentary coming out that I saw at Sundance uh, on the Wu-Tang Clan. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you Mm -hmm. find out in the documentary is that the RZA's brother, and another guy, Dang, I, I hate naming these yeah, folks because don't come after out me. There. But I'm saying it's in the documentary. It's not like I'm I, I'm giving you some stuff you can't see. But basically, we find out that the money of these guys, and I'm not gonna tell you how they got the money. It might not have been legal. It was the money that, that the RZA used yeah. to finance the Wu-Tang clan. So all the woo we throwing the woo up, that money had to come from someplace. They didn't they didn't hit immediately. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Protect your neck, brother. <laughs> so yeah, so basically American Soul is one that I started watching. Um, another show that I, I, that's back on, and I first I caught like the first two episodes. I think they're four episodes in. Is a show called Into the Badlands that's on AMC. Ugh. Into the Badlands. Wait, 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 Look, you see Shane? You see Shane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you don't know nothing this, about that. You don't know how what? I get down on my do, on my TV. How, how come Badlands? we've
0: never talked about that before? Because <laughs> I've been
1: watching this show since it came out. Well, let me tell you something, man. I, I'm I'm always a guy. Uh, that may miss a thing at the beginning, but when I catch it, I'm there. <laughs> Into the Badlands is a mix of all the things I like: crazy martial arts, um, you know, cunning, uh, you know, that that whole we're uh, talking th- about gangsterism the stuff. Oh yeah, my god! Man. Oh so, my goodness! Are you, Love you ever watching show. the new oh, season? I haven't started the new season. Oh though. man, bruh. So all right, so we leave that there, and then I got one more show I want to drop on you. Um I just finished on Netflix about 2 weeks ago Idris Elba's first season of a show called is it uh, Turn, D- Turn Up Charlie uh-uh. Turn Up Charlie is a story of Idris you know Idris when he's not acting yeah. loves the DJ right, So this right, movie right, right. this or this movie this series is kind of like Idris Elba as an his alter ego as a DJ who's kind of a failing dude in London who his best <laughs> friend is married to a music DJ And they have a a kid who is very precocious and no nanny will kind of hang out with her. So they offer Idris a deal that they will she will give him a look, give him studio time. Right. If he will become the manny for her child. And it becomes this kind of push and pull. (laughs) Uh, I thought I thought it was interesting, man. It, It It sounds bad, though. It would it would almost be like. If you had Denzel Washington playing that character like 15 or 20 years ago, where you would have the sexy Denzel playing like a Manny. I mean, that's what it got cuz every time I look at Idris, I think of him as a, at least in looks as a young Denzel. Okay. Yeah, yeah cuz women love Idris, they love Denzel, so yeah, you know, that's what yeah, I'm going with yeah. this. I'm a guy, you, I don't really know, you, so I got to get my I got to get it, my my you know, aren't make Idris these analogies. And Denzel like close in age though. No. Denzel is sixty three. Idris maybe forty and some change. Okay, all right. all right. Yeah, I don't think is Idris is Idris older than that. I mean Shane, look it up, man. I mean I don't know if he's old. I'm assuming he's like 46, 47. I mean I, you know, I could be could, wrong. It could be. I could be wrong. But um, so yeah, so those two things are going on, man. So, um, mm, I'm loving mm, my television yeah. right now. Into the Badlands, though. Getting back to that one. Yeah, Sonny's See, the see man. now what's happening <laughs> is that they are still on season three, but they did like that break. You know how they do right. like a winter break, so right. they'd come back. And the only reason I knew how old is he? Fifty one? Fifty one. Forty one? Forty six. I mean, your mic works, you can talk.
0: Yeah. If it was on. Yeah, that didn't work. Not not a word yeah, did we hear. He's forty six. Yeah. 46. I, okay. I said 47, all right? right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you said 47. I know
1: it's like 62, yeah. 63. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but, but I was going to tell you that um, they, did, they took a winter break and they came back. And, you know, when you last saw the, the end of the last season, it was all bad that, you know, they were about to, to, to take down the Baron, uh, who's my favorite, the, the, the blonde Baron, who's I – I don't remember what The it blonde era. Baron? They were about to take her down. And all of a sudden oh, oh, she the, got the, saved. the, the bride. Right, yeah, yeah, and she yeah. got saved by uh, the, the her her mentor. Right, I, I'm I'm bad with names on the show. I just know all the characters. We, we, this is this is why it's a cipher because we really didn't. It need it's it. a cipher. Yeah, we're yeah. not. We really check out. <coughs> go online and Google into the bad lines. the The main character's name is Sonny. He is a martial artist killer supreme who tattoos numbers like like one one through five every time he has a murder. And you look at his back, and his whole back his is whole just back covered, is covered up. Sonny is a beast, so really really strong. And just show. like
0: any beast, he, he's he's trying to get out of the game.
1: Right. And that's, and that's like always the, the narrative, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I hate to say this, man, but I cannot remember, and maybe maybe I'm young, and, 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 and when I say young, maybe I'm young in movie knowledge, the first time I ever remember somebody talking about getting out the game was Eddie. No, I'm sorry, it was Priest. To Eddie uh, and yeah. Superfly.
0: Yeah.
1: He was like, you want to get out the game? You smoke a pound <laughs> of weed a day? <laughs> get out the game and do what, baby? What you going to do? What you going to do, baby? I saw, see, Shane wasn't around. 1970s movies, you got dialogue like, your pockets going to be so fat. They going to look like they got the mumps. I'm just telling you, man. This was 19 <laughs> That was actually from the Mac which is a movie that was really serious in 1973, but when I watch it today, it's like a it comedy. H- hungry, that joint yeah. is
0: hilarious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys are listening. As you can tell, there ain't a lot of stuff going on this week, y'all. I told you at the top, right? So just stick with us. We got three more segments just like this one. So if you don't want to stick around, now's the time to run. But you never know what I might say so you need to keep it where you got it you're listening to the big show keeping it real with Phil Gordon and hey, we'll be right back hey yo it's. just A brother,
0: he got hella pounds oh, 079, baby, I'ma hammer, did you saw? Bossy, Bossy Godfather, man a OG Man a half humble, man a Bossy Fling a rag a rhythm like it's so free Bossy, house on the post, G My money so long, it doesn't know me Just looking at my kids like I'm Bossy Ayo, Sean Aye. So where me, spitty with him, maybe going get with it Spitty funny with him, maybe gonna get Where me, spitty funny with him, maybe
1: gonna get with it Alright and welcome and back it. to what is probably the most unique episode of Keeping It Real with Film Gordon we've ever had. There's nothing happening this weekend. <laughs> and, and and as a rule, this would be the time if we were lesser people that you would run a repeat. But guess what I'm proud of? We don't we do... We never run a repeat of any show in here, nothing, and I'm dang proud of that. Nothing you know, in the can, baby. We bringing it to you every week. Shane, look, dang proud that we able to roll like that. So coming up a little later on in the show, we're going to have a review of a little. That's probably the most structured thing we're going to do today. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to keep it where you got it, and check that out. But as we saying, back on real radio, because again, part of what I love about uh, the pairing of both Charles Kirkland and I is that we are actual film critics. So we can actually speak about this stuff. Even on days when there's not things happening, we can actually inject our opinions onto these things. So let's start off with something that I felt I've read this morning that I thought was really interesting. Okay. And uh, Deadline Magazine, now for the sixth year in a row, has created something called the Most Valuable Blockbuster Tournament. You're going, well, what the heck is that? Yeah, what is that? The Most most Valuable Blockbuster Tournament is essentially them compiling or looking through all of the films from the previous year and then breaking down not what the movies made at the box office, but after we subtract, you know, salaries, production, production, marketing, how much actual profit did a movie make? Now, I was a little stunned when I read this this morning. I said, "We don't have to talk about this." So this, so this is just the
0: last year. This is
1: all from last year. Okay. This is all from last year. So, so before we get to the top ten, let's look at, at at first of all. The top five misfires from last year. These are the movies okay. that lost the most money last year. Uh, this is not a good list, brother. Uh,
0: coming I bet in, Johnny at, Depp is on a few of those movies.
1: Ah, uh, so you see, you jumping ahead. You jumping <laughs> ahead. Uh, coming in as the biggest loser of last year with hundred and seventy-five million bucks in the red mm. from Universal Pictures, Mortal Engines. Ooh. Yeah, okay, that's hey, I understand that. that yeah,
0: that was that was nasty. That was, uh, and it deserves. So well, let
1: it. me rephrase that. Mortal Engines made one hundred and seventy-four million dollars, um, but it's they call it a top five misfire because it mm, should have had more. Coming in at number two, and, and this pains me to read this one, A and in Time. I told you. I told to, you that how thing how than was. Thirty point six million. Shane just had to pat his heart, man, and just yeah, I feel you on that one. It, it made my worst movies of the year last so now, wait a year. So. A I'm kind of figuring this out. I'm trying to re- read and figure out what this actually means because this these numbers aren't right. So are these are these? Oh my God! Really? You're looking at the wrong list. No, 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 no! no. I just got a text from uh, a show correspondent who told me he is. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not going to tell you where he's headed. <laughs> I'm going to let Charles read it. Don't say it out loud, but just read that. Of course, it's he Bama. is Yeah, of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. It just, just hates you uh, so much. Look, look. Remember Dave Chappelle had the skit on this show? Hate, hate, hate. hate I hate, hate you I so hate, much. Hate. <laughs> anyway. We're going to have the haters' ball for real. So, on that one. so I'm confused. We will because, let you know, Shane, in a minute. So so basically, I'm confused about the top five misfires. They have Mortal Engines at 174.8 million, A Wrinkling Time at 130.6, Solo, a Star Wars story, at 83.7. Mm. Um, mm. the Nutcracker, woo, in the four realms, in the four realms, yeah, stinker, stinker, yeah, man. Stinker. So those, okay. So now the animal mentions in this blockbuster tournament for the films that just missed the mark coming in the top ten. Um, the Nun from New Line Cinema, hundred and fifty-five million dollar profit
0: for mm. the Nun. Well, I mean, come on. It had right. no production budget. has no like,
1: production budget. But think about the fact that a, a small, well, that movie could not have cost $25 million to make. Could not have cost that much. It made $155 million in profit. All right. That's Halloween. why horror movies are like super hot
0: now. Now, I look mean, at this.
1: Coming into number two, honorable mention, Halloween. $128.5 mm-hmm. million. Dollars. It made in budget. I mean, it made in, in profit. 128 million, dollars by Halloween. And it wasn't even that good. Crazy Rich Asians. Number three, 120.8 million. I'm surprised it's not in the top 10. I'm surprised well, that one's not I mean, in the top 10. Well, when you see the movies in the top 10, you'll see why. Okay. But this is huge. Right. A quiet place. You notice in the theme here, all these horror, horror movies with these small budgets are bringing in huge profits. $93 million in profit.
0: That's how, That's
1: well, that's what it is. Wow. And number horror five. Movies. Green Book, thirty nine and a half million dollars profit. <laughs> Shane hung his head in, in, in sadness. Wow, thirty nine and a half million. All right, okay. I'm surprised that that made the, was even close. Well, hey. So let's look. So I know you're waiting at home. What's in the top ten? All right. So I'm going to start at number ten, bringing in a hundred and seventy eight point one million dollars. Bradley Cooper, Lady Gaga, the Star the Stars is born. born from Warner Brothers Pictures. Not bad. Warner Brothers likes that. Not bad, Bradley Cooper. You can make another movie, sir. You bringing that kind of profit? Not with not. A, you can't do a sequel though. You cannot you can't do a sequel. No, I said you can do another movie. Oh, you, you can not do another, do another movie, one of yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, coming in, coming in at number nine from Illumination and Universal Pictures, bringing in one hundred and eighty four point six million in profit. Doctor Seuss, the Grinch, the Grinch. Wow, one hundred and eighty five okay. million dollars okay. in, in profit. Wow. Wow. It's Man, I bet, D, was some, I got, I bet I there was some the high the fives going on when this list came out. Like, woo!
0: <laughs> all them children going to see that movie over and It was terrible.
1: Now, look at this. Universal again. Universal had a good run on this sheet. Coming in at number eight from Universal, bringing in $222.8 million in profit. Over $200 million in profit for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. No expression. No, nobody <laughs> said a word on that one. Wow, y'all, y'all are cold-blooded people, man. Hate, 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 hate. All hate. right, look at this. From Fox Pictures, <laughs> now belonging to Disney, coming in at two hundred and thirty-five point four million dollars in profit. It is Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, Deadpool. Two. You will notice another thing that these superhero movies have are going to be on this list a lot moving forward. Two hundred and how much? Two hundred and thirty-five point four million wasn't enough. Watch this. Wasn't enough, which is one notch below the number six film from Sony, which is also a superhero film called Venom that bought in two hundred and forty-six point nine million dollars in profit. A lot of people like Venom. A lot of people Watch like Venom, this. which is one notch below number five from Warner Brothers and DC Comics aquaman 260 and a half million dollars mm, mm, you see the run mm. of superheroes
0: super super deadpool super.
1: venom and aquaman take up spots seven six and five and we haven't even gotten to the marvel superheroes yet. oh my god but, uh, well, well let's just this is just, just help you by letting you know that disney occupies the top three spots of course the top three spots of course uh, that's why they could buy out fox and speaking of Fox coming in at number four, which <laughs> formerly was 20th Century Fox, which is now Disney and New Regency, bringing in three hundred and fifty point eight million dollars, Bohemian Rhapsody. What? Wait a minute that's not a that's not a three, horror movie. It is not three. That's not. It's like a Star Is Born. Th- see, but but say it with me: three hundred fifty point <laughs> eight million dollars in profit. Now the reason why I keep emphasizing. Profit is because we've been in the game long enough to have seen movies that didn't even make three hundred fifty million dollars worldwide. So to see now that we live in a world that we have films that make several hundred million dollars in, in profit, profit it's just crazy to me. So coming mm. in, so now let's take, let's take a look at the top three, right? From Disney Pixar, bringing in four hundred and forty-seven point four million dollars in budget and, and profit. The Incredibles two.
0: That's my jam.
1: Now so 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 let me just, That's just my let jam me just right before there. we even continue, look, look, look. let me just say that once we get you can do the math, Disney generated almost a billion and a half in profit off of the three movies that I'm about to name. Disney, Disney by themselves. By themselves. But, but
0: I mean, The Incredibles 2 is a phenomenon. People have been waiting for that Four, movie
1: forever. $447.4 million. Dollars, there you go. Which is one notch below the movie that made $476.8 million dollars in profit.
0: Just, nu- just barely nudged
1: about. $476 out. million dollars
0: for Disney
1: Marvel's Black Panther. No Black Panther made $476.8 million in profit now remember Black Panther cost $200 million to make it made $1.3 Worldwide. Worldwide, it made yes. seven hundred million domestically. It brought home four hundred and seventy-six million dollars in profit.
0: I'm disappointed. I, you, I'm disappointed. disappointed. It's, a, it's the second I,
1: highest gross in, I mean, I profit wanted it to making, be number one. It should have been number one. It can't be number one because this. And, and I'm gonna break this next one down on why this is just outrageous to me. Avengers: Infinity War made five hundred million dollars in profit. Now, why is that ridiculous? Shane, what you would ask? Why is that ridiculous? Why is that ridiculous? This movie. That was, that was, that now we've never nice, gotten Shane. we've never gotten an exact figure right on what it costs to make Avengers. Now what I was told was that they made they filmed them both simultaneously, right? So they made them like all together, right? right. So they didn't have to go back and refilm it. They said the cost at the time when they re- they made the film was a billion dollars, right? It was it was six hundred million dollars for salaries because everybody that you see on screen got a check, right? And they got paid. So Robert Downey Jr., Chadwick Boseman, Ruffalo, Hemsworth, Evans, Johansson, uh, Renner, everybody, Sam Jackson, everybody got a check, including. <laughs> and I'm not talking about little checks. Everybody got a big check. Sam's check wasn't that include, big because he only had a little bit of scenes. Whatever, man. Including the Russo brothers. <laughs> And then there was another $400 million in production because they had to take these movies and carve them in half. Now, that's reportedly what I heard. So if you use that metric and say, okay, well, if it was a billion dollars to make two of these, then one was worth $500 million. So the first one comes out, it makes $2 billion. For the first one to make $500 million in profit, and they still got one left? Are you kidding me? And... And this next one, I predict... The only reason why this next one might not break Avatar's record for the story that we're going to talk about a little later on, and I talked about it last week, when your movie is three hours and two minutes long, it's only so many times you can show a three-hour and two-minute long movie. If that movie was shorter, you would James Cameron would be like, man, you got to wrap this thing up, man. You got you to you you do your thing, man. <laughs> but, but, but wait a minute now. But wait, it, man, hold it? that thought for a second. Shane just, gave me, just told me we got to go to the next break. We're going we gonna to continue <sighs> we gonna with more... This of this blockbuster feedback, I'm going to give Charles a couple of minutes to kind of digest it all. You guys keep it where you got it. You're listening to The Big Show. Keeping it real with Film Gordon when we're talking big dollars, big figures. We'll be right back. Hi, this is John David Washington and you're listening to The Big Show. Keep it real with Film Gordon on Film Gordon Radio. Can we just talk? Can we just talk?
0: We get lost, let me have can't get what we are without knowing I've never felt like this before, I apologize if I'm moving too far Can we just talk, can we just talk, figure out where we're growing Started off right, I can see it in your eyes, I can tell that you're wanting more What's been on your mind? There's no reason we should hide Tell me something I ain't heard before Oh, I've been dreaming about it And it's you, I'm on So stop thinking about it Can't we just talk?
1: Can't we just
0: talk? And we're back yeah. That's right Who is
1: that, Fat album?
0: Hey. It's only two
1: it's only First two. First of all, I Albert has to do three. <laughs> Shane is laughing. It doesn't matter. If you're doing two, you're doing one. If you go, hey... That's Fat average. No, it is not. (laughs) Look, look, look. (laughs) Welcome back to the show. Uh, Charles (laughs) (laughs) Kirkland joins me. Um, When we were in our last segment, we were talking about uh, this uh, article that's in The Hollywood Reporter about the Blockbuster Tournament. And we revealed the top 10 films of the year uh, in profit, which I'm still stunned by. And, of course, it was A Star Is Born coming coming in at number 10, Dr. Seuss, The Grinch. Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom at number 8 number 7 is Deadpool Uh, Mm 2 Venom at number 6 Aquaman at number 5 Bohemian Rhapsody at number 4 and then the big Disney trifecta (laughs) Uh, The Incredibles (laughs) 2 at number 3 Black Panther at number 2 and the Avengers Infinity War and I was talking about on break uh, about the, the fact that this movie that has so much potential, and the only thing that I think is holding it back from it really smashing all modern records is its runtime. And I talked about this last week: three well, hours and two minutes. It? How long was Avatar's runtime? Wasn't it? Well, it was kind of long too. You gotta ask Shane, man. I, I can't look stuff up on the fly. Shane is the is our, our I'm, researcher. I'm,
0: I'm still thinking that it's gonna break the record. I, I'm all the Reports about how they've done five times the, the opening oh, yeah. numbers of well, any other uh, here comes Shane. Marvel movie? It was two hours and 42
1: minutes. See? See? Yeah, see, but you're missing it. It's a fact that it's 20 extra minutes, um, and then they, they're leaving an hour between every show because they got to flip audiences and clean the theater. So what I predict will happen, though, is that and, if the, and the, that they can't show the movie, like, you know, I, I guess on average. Let's say if we started, and I think I did this last week. Let's say a movie started at 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. You got a four-hour block, the next was at, so it's 10 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 10 o'clock. So that's, what, five, I discounted? Five shows. Five shows. So what they will do is that if you have a multiplex that has 24 theaters in it, you might be showing Avengers in like five to six theaters. No, more than that. If you're showing, if you have four, if you have twenty four theaters in a oh, multiplex, yeah, you, you might be showing Avengers in like fourteen of them. Now, no, okay. Watch this. I remember at the height of Black Panther, I never forget it. Somebody went to the Archlight out in L.A. out mm-hmm. in Hollywood to watch this movie. I'm sorry, it's not in Hollywood. It's in L.A. The Archlight played had 13 houses and I have a picture on opening weekend. They played Black Panther in all 13 houses. Simultaneously. 13 houses. I had never seen that before. So, wow. So, yeah. Okay. See, because you got to remember at the end of the day, it's all about money, right? So, if you own a theater and you got six screens and you can play Infinity, I mean, you can play Endgame, I'm thinking I'm playing it on at least four four to five of those because again, that's gonna bring people in. Right. And I remember again, I go back to the height of Black Panther. I remember being uptown here in DC at the Mazda Gallery and they have like a five screen theater, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking they had it playing in three theaters and I was like nobody's really coming to see any of these other two movies you're showing because people were showing up early. They had on dashikis. You know, people were getting into the true, Black Panther true, experience true, in a major true. way and I looked at them and went, like, why y'all playing these other two movies that nobody cares about? I, I know one cross. of them was, one of them was like Red someone. Sparrow. Yeah. Man, nobody would. Them theaters, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's in there, man. So that's mean, what I predict will happen. There's always the one
0: uh, girlfriend that wants to come to the movie theater and not see. His, I, I, you go see that
1: and I'll see something else. So you got to have something there. First of all, um, I can't speak for the missus. If, if I told my missus we need to go see Black Panther she come rolling roll with me we not we not doing separate theaters this, this is my life though. that's Black Panther but we talking about indie. I'm talking about in, in general any movie <laughs> babe we going to the movies what are we going to see my point exactly okay you come from a background of, hey babe I'm going to the movies I'm going to go see this I don't do that it, it, it happens <laughs> yes it does happen and, and that's what I'm saying not with you new love you- it doesn't happen yeah, yeah new love yeah. new love is where you're going I'm going yeah. that's a separate show though so okay. <laughs> back on back on topic we'll have the marriage I don't think that's going to happen not, I, don't, I don't think that's going to happen so so as we, so as we're seeing I think the biggest thing for uh, Endgame right now is the three hour and two minute runtime. time um, from what I've heard I haven't seen it and nobody has people are saying that this is going to be as I've been telling you it's going to be a very emotional movie Um, I'm prepared to sit there and listen to people sob in the theater. Now, Shane is going sobbing. I remember vividly, I remember vividly, I always love telling the story because I have a good friend of mine, Brandon Phibbs, who was a film critic here, and how we went to see um, Seven Pounds. And oh, that,
0: that, that, you can't and compare that, seven, seven pounds. pounds to end game.
1: This dude was crying, and I stood up at the end, and we were trying to leave. I was like, "Are those tears? Are you crying at a movie? Word, seven, You can't compare <laughs> seven pounds with end game Seven pounds. You're supposed to cry. I saw. I went to a screening once of the film Les Miserables. I never forget it. It was the funniest <laughs> thing ever. I was sitting. I wish Nell Minow was here. Nell Minow was a critic buddy of mine. We were sitting there watching the movie, and they were singing, I forget the name of the song that Hugh Jackman was singing, you know, and Les Miz. of course, the, the kid dies at right. the end, and he's singing the song, Take Him. I think word. it was called Take Him Home or something like that. <laughs> and all I heard was... <laughs> I'm looking around the thing, I'm like, what the heck is going on? What is happening? And there's a guy behind me. <laughs> I was like, I went that's to see insane. Crazy Rich Asians. Somebody was crying in Crazy Rich Asians? Yes.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the girl's sitting two seats over from me, that's and the different. wedding scene starts no, in Crazy Rich Asians. And she just, I mean, incessantly is bawling. Boy, not not little tears, not little whimpers. She goes, oh, <laughs> it's so, so beautiful. <laughs> Plus,
1: this. A woman crying is not going to really bother me. <laughs> When a guy oh is God, sobbing, no not. when We're a not dude... Through, men no, can on, cry. Man. Men can cry. No, 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 stop. Men can cry. Men can, can cry. Men don't... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God, it was the fun. The see, opinions again, expressed by again, Tim Gordon. Well, are... see, again, you, you get, you get, you get, <laughs> stop it, man. Watch this. You get a little taste of my personality when I do this show, man, but you got to hang out, man, because I just find life funny, man. <laughs> I just, I, I find stuff funny. So, yeah, so I thought about that. Now I'm thinking about Avengers Endgame. That, um, oh, there's going to be. Uh, oh, there's going to be, be You know, as
0: uh, Kevin McCarthy would say, there's going to be lots of nerd tears happening <laughs> at, <laughs> at, at, <laughs> at, at, in game. People will be going crying for real. Oh, and speaking of nerd be, tears, it's gonna be, man. It's going to
1: be terrible. Speaking of nerd tears, man, we have to congratulate my colleague, our colleague, Jason Fraley, who. Did, yes. you, did you see the video of his match? Yes. Was that. I was sitting there, I had this biggest smile on my face watching the video. You were crying. I did not cry. <laughs> I did not cry. But I just well, I did get a little moist. I didn't cry. But but man, that was beautiful it was, to watch. That was
0: very nice wedding.
1: Jason oh Fraley, goodness. who who's been on this show. Um, our running joke is is man, this woman just showed up out of nowhere, man. I have no clue. <laughs> it's
0: like, I, all it, I know is we went together, away. I mean we
1: we were hanging out with him at Middleburg in October and he was a single dude. And then suddenly I opened up Facebook in January and he was on his knees talking about, will you marry me? And I went, wait, wait, wait what, what's, what's happening? And then I turned, I go to Facebook a couple of days ago and he's like, we married, here's our wedding video. I'm like, you, t- you talking about a whirlwind romance. My brother Jason Fraley, man, hey. wow.
0: Hey, good good
1: morning. W T O P. That's my dude, man. I am so happy for him, Uh, and she's a
0: wonderful girl. She is. Her Her
1: name is Ashley. Ashley is.
0: uh, You know, Jason and Ashley.
1: Um, I met her at a screening um, recently. I was like, man, y'all kids just don't know the meaning of slow down. It's like we got to get there now.
0: Sound like somebody else I know. I don't know you're talking about, man. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, that's another show. That's another show. show. (laughs) 80 days. Yes, hate, 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 hate. All right, <laughs> so <laughs> man, we actually should do a show about the player, the haters' bog, because that would be funny. Oh,
0: y- y- right. You know who who we could have come in? We who? could have Julian come oh, in. Jul- oh, yeah, Julian ball. does hate
1: well. He he is the master of hate. All right, so let's 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 pivot for a second because this Sunday starts the the end of the journey. For the last seven years, winter has been coming. Oh, God. oh, boy. Oh, God. oh boy. You, wait a minute. You've never oh, watched God. Game of Thrones? No. Oh, my God.
0: I, it's not that I. It's not that let me, that, me tell you something, man. I'm too busy. I, I Shane, I too, Shane is just too looking too busy at you. To take me time. Just, let me just say this I'm, to you. I'm
1: way too busy. Hold on a second. I, I, okay, stop. We, we, we ain't got time for you to, okay. to put go ahead. If you're too busy, just sit here and listen. Don't say nothing. I'll just talk to Shane. Game of Thrones is uh, about to start its seventh and final season yay six episodes from what i understand the run times are going for the first four episodes i want to say the first two to four episodes are going to be the standard time they're going to be 57 hour something like that the last two episodes of game of thrones are going to be like two movies they're both 90 minutes each you're gonna watch they're making game of thrones movies inside the last season now for, for people like Charles, who never watched Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones is a story primarily of two families. The Lannisters, which are the well-to-do family, and the servants to the Lannisters and friends and colleagues, the Starks, right? Um, first episode starts off, we meet characters like Jon Snow. We meet characters, and, and his... Uh, you know, well, we find out later on, because I'm not going to ruin it, because Charles never watched it, but you get... Um, Den- Den- denarian Targaryen, we meet her early in, in the show. Where, um, where,
0: where does Man Mountain come in? Here we go again. How are, are you
1: gonna jump around to something? You have hey, no context. I, you're right. But basically, you meet the the members of the of the Lannister family. So you've got um, it was the, the the brother and sister. Um, the sister was the queen. What's her yeah, name?
0: Jamie and Cersei.
1: Thank you, Jamie and Cersei. And then what's what's uh? Tyrion. Thank you. Uh we also meet the Starks and you the can Starks speak up, are Shane. You don't have no, to no, he's some good. The Starks are Shane. Uh, you got Ned? You got uh Sansa. Sansa and Brandon Aria. Did Aria. you say Santa? Aria. Aria. Did you say Santa?
0: Okay, man, see,
1: see, first oh, of all, okay, I'm not going to have saying. you, I'm not going to have you, what we're not going to do is have you <laughs> clown on something you never watched because I'm trying to set it I'm up just for the asking audience. asking questions, Because sir, it's I'm all about, questions. it's all about who ends up on the Iron Throne. So we watch these characters evolve. There's treachery. There's betrayal. There is literally any character can die. And the one thing that I've tracked that nobody ever talks about is every season of Game of Thrones, the penultimate episode, the episode before the series, the season finale, is always the most violent episode every year. So in season one, Ned Stark gets beheaded don't, in that I, episode. Don't, I can't get spoilers, man. I mean, I'm a spoilers man. That, that, that episode came on, I'm not alone That episode in the world. came on like six years ago. You're not alone watched in it by the world. Now, you're there's, short. A, there's
0: lots of people Whatever. who have seen it.
1: In season three, there's the ultimate red wedding where an entire family is destroyed at a wedding. Nobody saw it coming. Everybody, and the funny thing about Game of Thrones, like I I was living in D.C. when it was airing. I would watch it on Sunday nights. Everybody in my neighborhood was watching it together. You'd hear people scream when something happened. Oh, two houses away. I was like, I know, right? (laughs) Wait a minute. Episode, I mean, season five, penultimate episode, The Night King. And Jon Snow face off. Oh my God, epic, epic! Last year, remember the penultimate episode? What happened? The, the, remember the dragon got turned. Dra- the white, the, the, the Night King turned the dragon. Oh my God, Game of Thrones, bro! I'm telling, one of the most well written shows that has ever been on TV. Because there's no show that has ever juggled. That many characters in the show. And if you watch it from start to finish, they will reference a thing in, say, season one, episode four. And it will not be mentioned again. And like three years later, it'll pop up. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's right. that. Brilliant the way they do this show. Brilliant. It sounds like Marvel. No, better than Marvel. Better than Marvel. Marvel, Marvel is a pop version of what Game of Thrones is. Game of Thrones is so detailed. Epic. That's okay. all, when, when you start watching it, you'll see what I'm talking about. And and the fact that anybody can die, it's just because because you don't know, normally like in a regular show, certain people we have certain we have, characters, have certain characters like you know he's a star of the show. We ain't gonna kill Game of Thrones will kill a star of a show off quick and it'll be nasty and bloody. You'd be like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite Game of Thrones episode. And I'm gonna ask Shane his because we got how much time we got left, Shane? Five minutes, good. My favorite episode of Game of Thrones is there was a character by the name of Hodor. Remember that, Shane? And this episode shows us the origin of how Hodor got his name. Shane, how gangster was that episode?
0: Every episode
1: is gangster, but that one... Oh, my God. So for those of you named Charles who have never watched Game of Thrones, what I thought was brilliant about it I'm start a club. is that Holdor was a was a bigger guy who was a protector for it was it Brandon? Brandon, yeah. thank you. And the enemy was coming to get Brandon. And he kept saying as he was protecting Brandon, trying to keep the people from coming in, hold the door. Hold the door. And basically kept saying it over and over, fast and faster and faster, until it became what? Hodor. Only, Hodor. Hodor. all only thing he says. Hodor. I was like, I was sitting at home, I was like, wow. <laughs> Game of Thrones, baby. The Iron Throne is where it's at. So Sunday night, I will do, I'm going to do something revolutionary this year, Shane. I'm not going to watch Game of Thrones when everybody else watches Game of Thrones. I'm going to stream it like the next day. Because I want to let that anticipation build. Because, again, there's six episodes left, man. And when these six episodes are done, there are no new Game of Thrones. We'll get a prequel, but there will be no more shows in this line. I want to sit down with a glass of wine, good cigar. I don't even smoke or drink. I don't smoke smoke or drink. drink. And just sit there and enjoy Every episode, okay. So, since so I don't smoke a drink, soda. I'll go. Soda no, and, no. I'll and, go to Costco and get me some coconut rolls <laughs> and some almond milk. I want to sit there, man, and just crunch, sip. Yeah, them thrones. Oh, that's that's hashtag. By the way, them thrones. Them thrones. That's what. That's what. You know, is we that, have to, that, we that, have to put our, our our spin on everything. So when black folks watch it, it was dim thrones. Hashtag dim thrones. Is Shane. That, is that is Shane? He said, is that true? Is that true? There's a Dem Thrones hashtag? Okay. All right. Well, pretty much. Dem Thrones hashtag Dem Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day, I'll, I may start. you a hater, a man.
0: I'm not hating. I'm just saying I don't literally, you know what my life is like.
1: Yeah, I know. All right, we got three minutes left, man. We're not going to talk about your life right now. I will say that uh, one of the other comments or one of the other things that I wanted to cover before we got out of here is have you had a chance to watch Jordan Peele's new rebooted Twilight Zone yet? Nope. I've watched the first two episodes. Episode three, it got real. Really? It got real. He did an episode called Rewind, starring Sanaa Lathan, who's the mother of a son who is gunned down by the police and the instrument... That keeps her reliving it over and over and over. Mm. Jordan Peele, as I said, is I don't know he's, for this he's, time he's, he's just crazy a genius. genius. He is a
0: genius. My son, my, my son's birthday genius. is my son's birthday is this weekend. Yes, my birthday is next weekend. Congratulations next week. to both of y'all. And so he's coming home from college, and we plan on binging uh, the Twilight Zone. So we're gonna Twilight we'll catch Zone.
1: Out. Now the first episode uh, was uh, called the comedian. Um I thought it was pretty good. It was very creative. The second episode was uh, a takeoff of the famous William Shatner Twenty Thousand Feet of Terror where oh, you know he yeah, sees yeah. A thing, he sees on, the on, thing the on the wing. Yeah. Well we changed it in this one to to make it reflect modern day time So it's now the story of a of a journalist who finds a tape recorder on a flight or and he's and it's a podcast on there that talks about the demise of the very flight that he is on. Wow. Jordan Peele. My dude. My dude. <laughs> if you Now, Now I know somebody's at home going, come on, Tim. You recommended another show. I got the stream, pay a streaming service because it's on CBS All Access. Don't do it. Don't, you, don't I, say I, it. I would never say it. <laughs> um, let's just say, how do I say this in a way that won't get me in trouble? Let's just say, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know a guy. Mm. Okay. Uh, w- w- how would you say it? The, the, I would have left it alone. You would have left it alone? I left it alone. Man, pay that money, man, to see these shows. <laughs> man, there's some good shows on. All right, can <laughs> we get out of here before I step in one? CBS All
0: Access is worth it because uh, they also have the, the Enterprise show with uh. You talk about Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek Discovery. I love how what they call it the
1: Enterprise show. Yeah, that was Star high. Trek Discovery. But what about people who already buy Hulu, Netflix? the soon to be Disney streaming services along with all the other services. You know, maybe HBO is showtime.
0: Maybe maybe Disney will offer a bundle where they can throw in <laughs> the
1: Marvel the only, and the Disney. The only the bundle, bundle is gonna give you is they want a bundle of your cash. That's the bundle that Disney's gonna give you. And I hope you're listening, Disney, because because you know it's true. It is true. It's, we make it, we making it really more true. and more profits. But we're going to take a break right now, man. We're going to come back on the other side. It's going to be time for Full us to face, review baby. movies this week. You guys are listening to Keeping It Real with Film Gordon here at 96.3 HD4, yeah, right. and that's dcradio.com. I want to see you Buzz down. Bust down, Tatiana. Bust down, Tatiana. I wanna see you
0: bust Over. down Pick it up, not break that f- it down, break it down, speed pick it up, and slow that down on Damn. the gang. Slow it down, bust it, bust it, bust down, bust it, bust it, bust down on the gang. Bust down, thought the down, thought the I wanna see you bust down, pick it up, not break that down, break it down, speed it up, now slow that down on the gang. Slow it down, bust
1: it, bust it, bust down, bust it, bust it, bust down on the gang. Over Blueface, baby. All right, and welcome back to the show. And this week's reviews are brought to you by TheFilmGordon.com. Experience film through the eyes of a true film addict. Check out all our content at TheFilmGordon.com. All right, this week in films, let's be real about it, people. There's a whole lot of movies out there, but there's one film that rules them all. I always just love using that kind of... Lord of the Rings terminology is always a great saying. But before we get to that movie, let us cue the music. This week in films, I've been waiting on this one for a minute and Charles Kirkland is here, but we don't have his mic turned off. I've been waiting for this movie for a minute. And the film is a fantasy comedy called little. Uh, This film is co-written and directed by Tina Golson and it stars, Regina Hall, Issa Rae and Marsai Martin, Uh, who, by the way, becomes the youngest executive producer in Hollywood history at the age of 14. And the film tells the story of an overbearing boss who was transformed into a child version of herself. Martin, as I said, serves as executive producer on the project, making her the youngest person to ever hold the title on a Hollywood production. 2019, people, still making first. All right, before we get into it, here is a clip from Little. Jordan Sanders calling. Hello?
0: Are you awake? Yeah, I'm awake. I was just meditating. Wake up! Be awake when I call. But I don't know when you're going to call, so when would I sleep?
1: When I'm not calling. April, listen to me. I'm sad this morning. Oh, why? I have asked you a thousand times to have my housekeeper Elaine. Linda is her
0: name. Linda
1: my slippers 53 centimeters away from the bed so when I hop out, my feet can land on them. I mean, am I being unreasonable? Is that too much to ask? No,
0: it's not unreasonable at all.
1: All right, little. um, You know, well, I'll I'll get to that in a little bit. Get it? I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, Tells a story of a character, Regina Hall, who plays Jordan Sanders. And Jordan Sanders... To say she is an overbearing boss would be kind of putting it mildly. She is a terror in stilettos. She walks the halls, people run. She's, she screams mercilessly at her assistant, uh, played by Issa Rae, April, played by Issa Rae. And one day she, in the office, disrespects a young girl who is playing with magic or playing with a wand. And in the middle of all that, she asked her, do you have to always be so mean? And she's like, get away from me, little girl. And little girl puts a spell on it and says, I wish you were little. And suddenly she goes to bed the next day. And before you can say Tom Hanks and big, Marci Martin is the younger version of Regina Hall. So we come to find out that when Marci Martin was in uh, elementary school or junior high She got bullied by a bunch of girls at a uh, talent thing that she did, had her arm broken, and now she is thrust back into that space again in this film. And of course she is, uh, (laughs) cannot use all of the things that she knows now because of what she looks like. She finds three uh, mutual souls who are also kind of outcasts and the four of them create a bond. She of course brings the coolness to these kids they bring humility to her, and of course, at the end of the movie, much like Ebenezer Scrooge learns a lesson to you know, to be kinder and gentler, you know, suddenly, Regina Hall is back, and she's much nicer the second time around. All right, so that's the movie right there. Um, my issue with this film is that what I just described to you, and I saw it in the trailer, is exactly what it was. There was no twist. There was no nothing as we're not really breaking ground with little. Little is exactly <laughs> what it, it, you know, like the like the old phrase that Denny Green said. They were who we thought they were. <laughs> this movie is what you think it is. This it is no more, no less. I thought it was cute. Uh, the fact that it didn't add or enhance anything to me, I was like, yeah. I mean, not <laughs> as in I didn't like it. I liked it. But, you know, you're talking to a guy whose nickname is Tim 10,000. Tim 10,000 stands for the fact that I've watched over 10,000 movies. So if you need to grab my attention, you got to show me something. You got to do something. You know, when I see movies like Split, we talked about that early in the year, that have a twist to them. Uh, We talked about Us. Us has a twist to it. Now, all movies don't need to, to, to be more than the sum of what they are. But in this case, the fact the biggest thing about this movie, get it? Big, little. The biggest thing about this film that I think stands out to me is Marseille Martin and her ability, as Charles kind of shared with me, that she pitched this to Kenya Barris while they were working on Blackish. And Kenya was like, Yeah, it's a great idea. We should do that. He brings Will Packett to the table. Regina Hall comes to the table. Issa Rae comes to the table. And suddenly you have a movie directed by, uh, written by Tracy Oliver, screenplay by Oliver and Tina Gordon. So, you know, like I said, I'm happy for Marsai Martin, I think. I don't know if the movie will open number one this weekend, but it will definitely open in the top two or three, which will give her enough clout in order to pitch more stories and get more films made. And I think at 14 years old, what is that? Like the ninth grade? It's the eighth grade. Eighth grade. Can you imagine? Wait a minute. Eighth grade is 14 years old?
0: Well, yeah.
1: I would say ninth. Because you go to school at five. My daughter's 14. She's in eighth grade. Oh, sorry. Anyway. uh, Anyway. whether you're in the eighth grade or the ninth grade, the fact that you can picture a movie to a studio executive and they make it, and it looks like a movie that's going to make some money to me is a win all the way around. So, um, but if I had to give this movie a grade and again, I'm recommending, I'm recommending the movie. So I'm not hating on the movie. I'm just saying that the movie is exactly what it, it purports to be. No more, no less. I'm giving this movie a C plus. Um, You know, not that it's – I mean, it's average. It's a little more than average. I laughed. I thought there were a lot of funny scenes in this film. But – and will you enjoy it? Yes. Uh, Please do not take children under 13 to see this because if your kid starts acting out like Marcian Martin, then the the butt whooping she got in the movie, you might have to get that butt whooping out at home. (laughs) So C-plus for this film. And again, that's basically all I have for this week. And on behalf of the quietest man in radio, Shane Lewis, uh, our producer, and the, 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 the most selfish man in radio, Charles Kirkland, our associate producer, um, as I tell you guys in closing every week, please see something good at the movies. Little is a good place to start. Until next week, I'm Tim Gordon, and we'll see you on the other side. We're out. Let's talk about love Is there anything and everything you hope for?
0: to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. And we're talking all your expectations. I don't even want your congratulations. I recognize your false confidence and calculated promises all in your conversation. I hate people that feel entitled. Look at me crazy cause I ain't invite you. Oh, you're important. you the moral to the story. you endorsing what the...